back to Flicks and Chill. I'm Kev. And I'm Cal. And we're back. It's been a heck of a summer, but the boys are back in the recording studio, and we're excited to bring you episodes all fall and winter that we've cooked up. Today, we're talking weddings. We both attended a few weddings this summer, including one together. So the two of us sit down and cast our ultimate dream weddings with a few wrinkles, of course. Summer catch up, a little bit of movie news, and our feature discussion on weddings is all next on Flicks and Chill. Cal, uh, when we last left off, it was sort of the beginning of summer, and we knew that this summer was going to be uh, a grind, physically and mentally. It was going to be a battle. Uh, more than anything, we just knew we were both going to be away a lot, and uh, it was going to be tough to get together, watch a ton of movies, and do the pod. So we uh, put a pin in it, and now we're back. How does it feel to be back and recording? Feels great. Yeah. Back in the booth. Um, I like to call it the booth. It like makes me feel like a rapper or something it's kind of cool um but really we're just sitting around your office desk same thing (laughs) but yeah uh we had a week ago a pretty cool and comprehensive like brainstorming sesh and cooked up like 15 to 20 potential episode ideas and we've like planned out like a slew of them going forward and i think that's pretty cool because like peeling behind back the curtain a little bit we kind of like flew by the seat of our pants i think a lot of it so uh and i think we've been doing a pretty good job that way but it was like nice to sit down with like a bit more of like uh direction for what we're kind of striving for and kind of like you've said it before but like fall and winter time is when we can really like get together more often and that's also when the movies are just better for sure. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I agree. And there's nothing like getting a vision board going, you know? It was for us, fun. us creative people that have uh, that want to get out different colored pens and paper and stuff and, and have a hack at it. So, yeah, hopefully as the listeners that are uh, back for this episode are excited because we should have, yeah, a handful of episodes before Christmas and then, yeah, onward and upwards towards the Academy Awards in the spring. So, uh, but Cal, as you said... Um, you know, there's bound to be more action this this like fall and uh, fall and like winter time for this movie year because it was not that long ago that the beginning of this year we were fairly optimistic because we had reported on a few bangers that had come out, but then things went pretty dry during the summer. It wasn't just flicks and tr- chill that was on hiatus. Apparently, so was the box office. So um, the really not that much like really good came out this summer, but we're hopefully anticipating a better fall. What's your sort of feeling about the like movie going environment right now and like what's at what's been out and like what's kind of coming out? Yeah, I think like something to kind of put it in perspective was what was it like June? We did an episode and that was about Top Gun Maverick. And it's been almost like pretty consistent that Top Gun Maverick has been like the number one, number five, number three. It's always hitting at the top of the box office for every like week or weekend or whatever. And that just kind of shows like, yeah, we were right that that movie slaps. But there hasn't been anything else to really like come in and like dethrone it as well uh but we both did see a movie that i thought we could talk about a little bit which was jordan peele's third feature film uh nope starring daniel kaluuya um steven yun and kiki kiki palmer uh kev we saw it separately 
you went with a rente. Uh, what'd you think? Yeah, it was awesome. It was definitely like I had seen the trailer and I kind of knew it was like an extraterrestrial like thriller horror, but I didn't really know what to make of it um, like prior to going in. And I think that's like one thing about like the Jordan Peele movies is there's always like a little something in the movie that's more than like what you could even imagine or, or predict. And um, as we've talked about like horror movies, even just like just like half an hour ago that like trailers do a pretty good job disguising like what actually is going to be happening in it. And they do a pretty good job like being like, oh, that's going to be kind of scary, but like not really show you where and why. Um, so, I, I mean, with that in mind, like we went and I'm not really a big like horror guy, but we've talked about Jordan Peele uh, being like an auto go to the theater. I think we've talked about like, um, yeah, Robert Eggers and Jordan Peele, Greta Gerwig and a couple others being like uh, Denis Villeneuve being like the like they come out with a movie where they're instantly no questions asked type directors. And there's just not that many of them, Um, at least not that many that are like making big heaters right now. Um, So I was just excited that there's another Jordan Peele movie out. And and yeah, it was really good. I was I found it like like I was like Googling about it afterwards. Like, again, I don't want it for people who haven't seen it. I'm not going to like necessarily spoil like the plot and premise, but it's kind of like a Western slash horror. Um, and yeah, it's, 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 a uh, it's really interesting. I, I was having trouble like figuring out what was, what the, he was really trying to say, to be honest, um, with like the movie. And sometimes they don't have to be, uh, filmmakers don't have to be trying to say so much. But, uh, for me, I was like, I was entertained. I was like a little bit spooked at times for sure, um, which is why I go and watch movies. So I, I rated it high. I thought it was a fabulous experience. Tay and I were like, let's just go to a movie tomorrow. And we just like, let's go to Nope. Yeah. So when you, uh, when you mentioned like, you weren't really sure what he was like, kind of like talking about, uh, kind of my takeaway and something that, I, so I went to see it. I actually think I saw it on opening day. Um, during the summer I have like while I had kind of a strict schedule that I had to keep by I also have a lot of downtime because I'm not working so I have I can kind of get into a 4 p.m. screening pretty easily if I like plan my day around it and I'm diligent about other stuff such as studying rocks because that's what I did all summer (laughs) pretty cool uh it's not but I digress so I went to a 4 p.m. screening and I was like one of 15 people in the theater. I actually like ran into uh, like eight great, like just graduated grade sevens from my elementary school. Amazing. And they were like setting up some sweet selfies around like this, like the Thor big poster uh, in the downtown theater. And they're like, oh, like Callan, like, what are you going to go see? And I looked at them. I was like, nope. And they like looked really confused and they're like, oh, you're not going to tell us. I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to go see a movie called Nope. And then, uh, yeah, that was basically that. But and they're not allowed into that movie. So, no, uh, <laughs> but it was like it was, it was very cute. And I'm like, oh, I like this group. But um, something that I kept thinking about during it is uh, I think it was kind of like. Jordan Peele's way of talking about how society is constantly paying attention to the things that like shouldn't matter to us and the idea of spectacle 
And like, I kept thinking about like, while I was watching this movie, I kept thinking about sports and our obsession with watching sports injuries on slow-mo. Now, okay, I got, I'm going to rewind back here because a little bit of the premise of the movie is there is some sort of extraterrestrial spaceship being thing in the sky and Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer are brothers sisters and they own a ranch and they run the ranch and it's kind of like basically right above their ranch and they devise the plan to film this thing and they're going to like profit off of this video that they take and they're like this is our this is our cash grab so this is where i think like i'm talking spectacle and we're kind of focused on how can we profit off of something that doesn't necessarily concern us and so when okay we're not profiting when i'm when i'm talking about sports injuries but i kept thinking about how we'll watch somebody like sprain their knee or like roll their ankle or whatever happens to them and we'll need like 16 different slow-mo replays from different angles (laughs) and in my head i'm like i shouldn't be watching this like why are we doing this this is a human being why are we just like watching this traumatic thing that's gonna like put them out for a year or like whatever but i do it we all do it and i think that that's kind of what jordan peele was kind of getting at this uh this like tmz world that we live in and so that's kind of like what was my takeaway and i actually had like a real life scenario of this where uh, a week ago i was driving to kamloops and i was driving by myself and we were just past abbotsford and so i'm still like three hours away sure and i'm on the highway and the highway goes from like us going in like 100 kilometers an hour 120 down to like 40 and i can't really tell why and then like 10 minutes later i get up to the highway and i can see actually on the oncoming traffic on the other side there's like a big boulevard that's like blocking us uh there's a big semi that's like kind of jackknifed and is getting like towed and there's an ambulance and all sorts of stuff is happening completely unrelated to our road on the right and everyone had just slowed down it was inconveniencing inconveniencing every single person uh that was behind us but it had no uh consequence to to us whatsoever in terms of like blocking our traffic and it just like drove me crazy and i immediately thought about jordan peele and i was like this is what he's talking about this is our problem we can't just like glance at something we need to stare at it we need to like try to experience other people's trauma way too often you heard it here first cal hates curiosity (laughs) (laughs) no um that's a good point and like the desensitization of our like generation with like violence and and like i mean that's like something that you learn through the steven yin character i mean he's like profiting from the spectacle of well, and well, he's not. I mean, again, that's that scene is like where it, um, he uses the horse as bait. Yes. Whatever, like that's some crazy stuff. Yeah. But, uh, but I, I, I suppose um, kind of backfires. Yeah. Um, but I think like, uh, yeah, we're also like pretty desensitized to it. So it's like we, it's like 
you see the 10 different angles of the broken ankle and you're like, ooh, but like, you'll just keep watching it and you'll watch the next one, you'll watch the next one and they don't, it doesn't have that much of an impact on you. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, which is curious. But um, in any case, the movie, and that's like good, I think that's like a little more upon reflection. I feel like when it was happening, I was like, I was like more just trying to figure out what was happening. That's why I think like his movies and, and, and others like that are like making like social commentary are like maybe even more valuable in the rewatch because you don't need to like try to follow the plot or like figure out what what's happening necessarily on screen because a lot of times I was like trying to figure out what their like plan was I was like what are they trying to do I was like okay now I've got a and meanwhile like you're not focusing on like what the like message is right um, so yeah. Uh, but yeah I mean I thought it was great yeah I mean it's it's visually super compelling it like looks gorgeous when they're like in this kind of desert area of is it California LA and you're LA yeah and so there's just gigantic sweeping cinematographic scenes where they're just like showing you the sky and it looks really cool I actually for the first time ever I sat in a D box you ever sat in D box cab no that's the one where it like shakes you or whatever and yeah, yeah okay. and I thought it was a little hokey I've never done it before but I had like a free ticket so I was like I'm gonna do it sure. why not and um the second like a car starts running your like chair starts vibrating and as it like started i was like kind of annoyed and i'm like i don't know if this is for me like this could get like kind of annoying like for two hours but like once we started like actually pointing the camera at the sky and following whatever like is up there uh this chair like started moving kind of left and right and i was like watching it on a big screen and then i was into it so worth worth a, a try i don't know if it would be worth like paying more money for every time right um cool well i feel like uh the only one thing i wanted to say before we get into our wedding discussion was that you and i are hoping to go to some vancouver international film festival movies next week and the week after and we're hoping to do a episode about that so um is there anything in particular that you're excited for or movies that we like know we're going to go see or anything like that? Um, I feel like for me, the like uh, the Grizzlies one is like one that you and I am sure are going to love. It's like a documentary by the Vancouver Grizzlies. And I don't really know anything about the show, to be honest, but I'm excited. And I think especially because it's premiering in Vancouver mm-hmm. is like pretty sick. And I feel like there could be like a pretty interested and eclectic crowd that's like excited about I don't know, like the Vancouver Grizzlies. And, and so, yeah, that seems like a pretty cool documentary where I know we're going to a couple other ones. But what are, what, what are your just sort of initial thoughts a week out or, or 10 days out or whatever? Yeah, I mean, the Grizzlies one's going to be cool and is going to be super relevant to the city. Um, I think one thing that I like about VIF is I you often get like little Q&As after the shows and stuff. And so I know that the filmmakers are actually from here. So I assume there'll be like some sort of Q and a afterwards. Um, so that should be pretty cool. And then, um, we're both going to go see the whale, which is the Brendan Fraser comeback film where he plays like a 600 pound school teacher who is kind of eating himself to death. Uh, It sounds pretty kind of bleak, but it's supposed to be like 
really top-notch performance. Uh, it's directed by Darren Aronofsky, who you'll know from movies like Black Swan. So I'm, I'm look. I like. I hope it's good, and I, I hope it's not just like too too down. But I know that like the performance is getting like rave reviews. So looking forward to that. And then there's another movie that I want to see called After Sun, which was recommended to me by my friend Harry, who's a filmmaker. Uh, he lives in New York now, but one of his friends and like grad students worked on it and or like directed it and i think it's like an autobiographical story about kind of her life where or like it takes place on when she's like 11 years old a uh, young daughter going on a, a, a is it, it might be a european trip with her father and they have like a very tight relationship and it's supposed to be like very tender and sweet or touching yeah. I don't know if it's sweet, but I'm definitely also just looking forward to like a little bit of the pageantry around it. Like I've I've been to VIF a couple times before, but not in with not like in the last like since I've watched, you know, a thousand movies or whatever over the mm-hmm. course of the last like four years. So I feel like I am just like more equipped to go have a fun time, you know? It's like it's almost like if you go to a hockey game, but you just don't really follow hockey, you're like, oh, this is cool. But then if you like get really into the sport and then you like know all the players and stuff and then you go back to a hockey game three years later, you'd be like, this is sick. Right. And I kind of feel like that's like what it's like for me, who's like relatively new to the movie world, um, but super enthusiastic that like going to like a film festival will just have like a bit more of a, I mean, exactly that, a festival feeling to it. And and um, anyway, so I'm pumped. That's great. Um, all right, let's get into our feature discussion here. Uh, Cal, we wanted to do a wedding episode uh, in honor of Dre and Alana, uh, our only two guests on the show so far. They got married to each other, mm-hmm. and they. Uh, so we wanted to do this. I know you, you and I also went to some other weddings this summer, and we were like, that could be like a sick idea for a summer episode. And then we just abandoned the thought of actually doing a summer episode at all. But we're back in the booth now, and we thought we wanted to do that. Um, we also didn't necessarily want to just like sit down and rank the top 10 wedding movies. It mm-hmm. just didn't seem like it was going to be that engaging of a, a discussion or like that fun. And it also it was like may require a bunch of homework, which we weren't ready to do over the course of the summer. Speaking for myself there, mostly, to be honest. Um, <laughs> so we sort of, uh, I guess, pivoted a little bit and like threw a wrinkle. So why don't you explain the game that we're going to play here, the wedding game? Um, and then... Yeah, maybe we can talk a little bit about Dre and Alana's wedding after you describe the game, then we'll just get into it. Yeah, okay. So, like you said, we thought about what could we do. Could we just, like, name, like, the 10 most important wedding films, stuff like that. And we scrapped that, and we're getting a little bit more creative here. So, what we're actually going to be doing is we're going to be casting a wedding. In fact, we're actually casting each other's weddings. (laughs) Uh, So, we've got... Uh, how many roles do we have here? So we've got uh, written down mother, father, best man, maid of honor, wedding planner. <laughs> and then we have two wildcard slots. So we're we're casting seven uh, actors and actresses. Uh, and it's pretty open ended. And kind of the way we were thinking about doing this is we're not picking a specific character from a movie. 
but we're actually like taking the actor, but we're trying to think who would like fit into this role really well. So who would be like the perfect person to play a best man or like the perfect person to play the the father of Kevin or whoever. So who's who's the best wedding planner we can think of? And we Kevin, you were kind of talking about we're going to kind of like look back at the other movies that they've been in. So who could like benefit from that experience? I think your initial thought, like the example that you gave me when we were like brainstorming this was maybe you could pick Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, am I stepping on your picture? No, no, okay, no, no. Yeah, maybe you could pick Jake Gyllenhaal as like a wedding photographer <laughs> due to his role in Nightcrawler where he's like... Well, he is a photographer and cinematographer. I don't know, filmer, documentary guy. Video journalist. Yeah. And I mean, maybe that's problematic because in that movie, he's absolutely psycho. But again, you're not casting that character. But he might have some experience holding a camera. Working the lens. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And and I think like it should be said that, uh, you know, we're this is like a playful exercise it's not going to be perfect but and and that we haven't revealed our lists to one another sans one exception that it was uh spoiled but when before when we were absolutely gabbing um but we uh so we don't know each other's list so it is entirely possible there's some crossover there's so many actors and actresses out there that it feels like there shouldn't be but when you start to get down into the nitty-gritty and you're thinking best man it feels like there was like I had like six or seven people and I was like man there's only a couple that are the really good fit here so there totally could be some crossover in which case we're just willing to that person's gonna have to play double duty and come to both of our weddings so um, the other thing I was gonna mention is we kind of uh, well at least like in our discussion we said that we were kind of focusing on like uh, actors that we like we both are like fairly familiar with and so we like I don't know. At least not on mine. There's no like super deep cut. Yeah, mine are all gigantic movie stars. So. Right. Okay. <laughs> you've got for the most part. For yeah, the most part. you've got Brad Pitt and yeah. George Clooney as the mother and the father. It's yes, crazy. Exactly. Um, um. Yeah, but uh, Cal, before we do that, did you uh, just on a personal note? I know like we both had been looking forward to Drain Alana's wedding, and this part, you know, for our, a lot of our listeners also know them, but um, not all of them. But but just like. That was a pretty cool wedding. It was up on the island. And before we just like get into our game, did you have any favorite sort of like parts of that day or the the couple days that we were up there? Yeah. So for me, uh, I turned it into like a week, uh, like a five day trip to the island. And I hadn't like gone away for a year. I hadn't basically left Vancouver for it for a year. Um, so for I. Uh, my girlfriend Sam and I, we spent two nights in Victoria visiting our friend Mark. Then we drove to Qualicum. Uh, and I think like something that stood out was, and I've had another similar wedding like this where you kind of go to to an island. You, like the other wedding that I went to was like at a camp and you were there for two or three days nights and it just it becomes way more of an event and like a celebration of I think like not only the two people that are getting married but like like the whole community that kind of supports those people and that I really got that feeling at that 
at Drain Alon's wedding, and I like really enjoyed that. Uh, you've got down some highlights here. Well, yeah, and, and I mean, to, honestly, to build off that, like I had the Friday like games and barbecue day, which was like an absolute blast. But mm-hmm. it kind of speaks to what you're saying, which is that making it kind of like a multi-day thing. As much as people were able to come to like multiple days, it also just allowed us to like get to know people that we may not have known as well. Like that was like a big thing for me to like seeing like getting to know Dre's family a bit better as well. Cause right. they're like live in Toronto. So, mm-hmm. um, that was really fun. So then like come the actual day and the actual, like, let's say six hours of like ceremony party, mm-hmm. you're not like trying to squeeze in like a million introductions. And obviously like you and I like knew like a lot of the people there, but for the, a lot of people that we didn't know, it wasn't like, Oh, hi, handshake, boom, done. As opposed to like a multi-day thing you just like you get the introductions out of the way like the day before maybe and then you just and then when you see them again there's that familiar like feeling which is just cool and and it's exactly what you said the like the like familiarity and family feeling and support network is just so cool obviously the dancing was absolutely sick but, oh yeah um i also love the dinner with like all the speeches and stuff and it was just like fun and you know good food and we all sat it was just like a cool social socializing environment and it was yeah so it was an absolute blast yeah for me like big highlight for me was the dancing i haven't danced especially like that in i don't know since 2019 so that was just like something that we were all outdoors and we were just like having the best time and uh i like soaked it up i think the only reason i left the dance floor was to like go and get a drink and then it was like immediately back where they, there was definitely like people hanging out on the sides, people like lounging. Not you. No, no. I was like, <laughs> I was there and I like, I knew that I would be there all night and I was committed to that. And I had like the most fun. And the other thing I want to just like mention that uh, speeches were all really good. Fantastic speech, Kevin. Thank you. But uh, I like... At the end, Dre and Alana gave thanks to a lot of people and just the two of them standing up there with the microphone and like, I don't want to say fighting over it, but like sometimes like Alana would be like, okay, Dre, you say this. And she's like, actually, hold on, like give give me that back. And like, it was just like so emblematic of like the two of them and like you could see how appreciative the two of them were of all the people that were in attendance. And it was like just a lovely way of capping off the whatever six speeches that we had. So, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, sweet. All right. Well, love's in the air and we're going to get in it and we're going to start casting each other's uh, uh, weddings. Mm-hmm. So pulling pulling back the uh, curtain again I wanted to talk ask you um, I'll go for I'll go first and, and describe my like thought process but I want I wanted to get your process of like how you decided to try to cast my wedding so right. I'll go first uh, I think the biggest thing I wanted to do was like attempt to make it like age appropriate to some degree sure um, so like it doesn't mean the person has to be like you know like the, the sibling has to be three years older than you or like whatever like the you know this doesn't have to be perfect but I was like, I didn't want to make like, you know, some like old school actor, your like younger brother. It just doesn't make any sense. Right. So okay. I wanted to make this like seem reasonable. Sure. And age appropriate. And then I just started thinking of like the traits that this 
person would have to have. So what is like the trait of like a best man? And I'd like write down a handful of them. I'd be like, all right, who like embodies this out there? And honestly, I found this exercise really tricky. Like maybe because I was like trying to like really nail it and get cute with it. But I was like, I, I, I generated a list of like four or five names for each one. And boy, like choosing and making this happen. I found it really hard. What, what was your process? And do you, you find it tricky? Uh, some categories were tricky. Some like immediately jumped out to me. I did like similar to you. I tried to have like two to three names for each one. And there were like some people that I kept gravitating to where I'd be like, let's make this person my wedding planner. I'm like, they could also probably be like a pretty sick maid that's of honor. What I did. And so I was just like kind yeah. of like jumping certain people around in roles and like, uh, and we'll talk about that as we get into it. Um, and the other thing that I just wanted to mention was we, well, at least prior to this, we decided like we weren't worried about who the other person was marrying. Yeah, no, not at all. So it's it like, it's not about... This is fictional anyway, yeah. so... Yeah, so we are fully focused on, as I said before, the father, the mother, best man, maid of honor, planner, and then two wild card slots. And... If I may, the one of the reasons why we decided to make it like a like a fictional wedding where like Cal and you and your partner that you're marrying just doesn't matter mm-hmm. because in a lot of these like wedding movies that we watch, it's like about the like bridesmaids. Guess what? That's the name of a movie, mm. right? It's about like the bachelor party, like the hangover or whatever. It's about a the father of the bride. Boom, that's another movie. So, I'm talking about like the best wedding movies that like we have like watched and are into often aren't about the bride and groom. Like it's often about the, the like either the event or mm-hmm. like what's happening around those people, right? It's that community of people. Yes. And it's just a great setting for like a, a comedy or like a rom-com, potentially like a drama, sadder one, but like more than anything, like rom-coms and comedies like really hit home in the wedding environment. Cause it's a huge ensemble. You get like, you know, a bunch of people together in the same room and potentially like an awkward situation with multiple families getting together for the first, whatever. It's like a perfect kind of like movie setting. Um, And it's rarely about the bride and groom themselves. So um, it's kind of nice the way we have it set up. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say is when we were like thinking about this, we tried to stray away from people that have already played like that significant role in uh, like a prominent wedding movie. So like we're not casting Steve Martin as the father of the bride because he's literally the father of the bride and the star of the movie, the father of the bride. Yeah. So yeah. Should we get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. Uh, do you want to go first? Sure. All right. Let's you go first. Give me a, whatever order that you had it in, you just do your first one and then I'll go. Okay. Um, so immediately I strayed a little bit off the 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 path that instead of casting your father, I'm casting whoever you're marrying. I'm I'm casting their father. All right. So I'm casting, and this is the one that Kevin knows about. So I thought I'd get it out of the way right away. I'm casting Adam Sandler. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and so, uh, like, I'll walk you through my thought process on this. Uh, we both watched Hustle. Plays like a pretty dedicated he works a lot so he's kind of like not necessarily home 
he likes he's on the road a lot, but he's like a very dedicated family man. Uh, there's also like the Marowitz stories, which you can watch on Netflix, uh, where I wa- I showed Kevin like a two minute clip from that movie just before this, where he sits and plays a song next to his daughter, who's just about to go off to college. Uh, very cute. Very cute. Uh, they play uh, like a duet on the piano going back and forth called Genius Girl. And I think that, of course, Big Daddy like, learns how to be a father, envelops and like just soaks up the role. Uh, I think that Adam Sandler is a great actor who sometimes takes shit jobs for money and like for fun. But when he like gets to it he's great in the roles that he does and uh, I think we've started to see like a more heartwarming side of him and even in Uncut Gems where he's not a good father he has like a small ounce of him where he like tries to connect with his daughter or his like son's and like, yeah, he doesn't do it well because like the damage is already done and he's like totally an absentee parent. But like there's like a little piece of him where you're just like Sandler, Howie, he's, he's he, there's a part of him who wants it. So I even mean, his worst, he's still kind of good. And like if I'm marrying into that family, like a family where he's the dad from Uncut Gems, at least he can teach me the pros and cons of three-way parlays same game parlays and other gambling type things so uh i might not have to feel the direct impact of that (laughs) no it's a great choice so yeah Uh, so adam sandler as the father that you're marrying of the family that you're marrying into okay love it uh yeah, it's funny because, like, I think a lot of people, when they close their eyes and they picture Adam Sandler, they picture, like, younger Sandler. Mm-hmm. Like, they picture, like, Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, Waterboy, whatever, Mr. Deeds, like, even Big Daddy, where he's pretty young. Um, but you're right. Like, when, when Sandler plays dad mode, it's pretty good. Yeah. With the exception of Uncut Gems. Where he's <laughs> but, like, I think, like, he seems, when he turns it on, like you said, and gets, like, very sincere, like, I can picture, close my eyes and picture him giving, like, a pretty, like, caring speech at the this wedding. So, all right. Big Daddy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to go with Mother first. Um, this is going to be, yeah, the mother of the family you're marrying into, all right? Oh, okay, you did the same? Well, I did that for Mother. Okay, yeah. Um, it's not, yeah. So, this is the mother of the family you're marrying into. It's Viola Davis. Um, obviously, a couple of years ago in Ma Rainey, she played a character named Ma. Okay. So, <laughs> right off the bat, you're good. Just like Big Daddy, we're driving in the same direction. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, Viola Davis is incredible. She also just like seems like strong and powerful and like intelligent, caring, and um, like protective. Um which I think is like, uh, which are admirable uh, qualities for a parent. So um, I, I definitely was like reaching back to her performance in Widows, which is like probably one of the best movies I've seen in the last like five years. Nice. Um, I think at your behest and it was awesome. Uh, also just like thinking and reading more about that movie, like written by Gillian Flynn of Gone Girl, which is sick and directed by Steve McQueen. Like that's a sick movie and I have to revisit it. It's really good. Um, anyway, and she, where she's like a leadership character and a mother of a 
deceased kid in that movie, um, which is really sad, but um, a mother nonetheless. And so she has like her resume, her like on-screen resume is stacked up with mother or mother figure type like roles. Um, so I think she'd just be a really good fit. And uh, yeah, I, th- I mean, and she's also a mom in Prisoners. I don't really want to go deep, deep down the Prisoners rabbit hole today. But, <laughs> so I don't want to get really sad. This is a joyous occasion, <laughs> but uh, you know, a loving and loyal and protective mother in that as well. So uh, yeah. Mom Viola Davis. Okay, great. I I would not want to disappoint her. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, I, I, I look forward to seeing her new movie, Woman King. That's right. Yeah. Um, speaking of good movies that are coming out. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll name my mother now. Okay. Uh, or, well, your mother. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm hell going, yeah. I'm going with Tony Collette. Oh, sure. Okay. So we're talking... I, I want to list off, like, a bunch of, like... She has played the role of the mother in several different movies, and she's played it, like, in several different ways. So there's, like, Little Miss Sunshine. You're very familiar with that one. Love that movie. Love her in that movie, too. I forgot, but she's the mother in The Sixth Sense. Okay. Uh, then there's Hereditary, which is a movie you'll never watch. No worries. But uh, while she's, like, a committed mother and, like trying to hold things together as like the matriarch of like her family she is also like uh i don't want to say well the word possessed is like kind of a good word to use at some point but like she is uh she gives her all in that movie and like just acting wise she's incredible she's also a mother in the movie i'm thinking of ending things another one she plays knives out and Boom. the homework assignment you gave me the way, way back. Yeah. Where, like, she's definitely, like, comforting to her son. So she can be, like, uh, kind of, like, snake bitten and, like, rip your throat out kind of mother. And, like, uh, or she can be, like, loving. And I could totally just see her playing this role of the mother of you. All right. So, yeah. Go Tony. Tony. Tony Collette. Yeah, I love Tony Collette. I mean, Little Miss Sunshines, she's awesome in, and uh, Knives Out as well, obviously. Um, okay, so we're going we're going to your dad now. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then your your dad is going to be Mass Mickelson. Okay. All right. Um, m- more than anything, I could just picture him giving like a really super sincere and like emotional speech where he like cries that's like my my first instinct maybe it's just because he's got that like european energy where it's like it seems like everything seems everything seems so authentic like i can't like catch if he's like like telling the truth or not but like he seems so authentic and, I, and i'm also thinking of his like role in like the hunt mm-hmm. where it, i mean that is so sad and he plays a parent but like just he's just like emotional right which i which i really love Seems like very thoughtful. Uh, again, he's played a dad in like in a lot of movies, right? The Hunt, Another Round, Rogue One, Riders of Justice, uh, which is a sick movie, action movie that I saw. But he plays again a pretty protective and loving father. Um, in Rogue One, sure he like totally sells his family out and like abandons them, but it's in <laughs> it's in the uh, honor and like protection of the greater like realm and the the universe you could argue so okay. that's pretty sick uh no i don't want la chifra at anyone's wedding including your wedding so nice. we're just gonna scoot right past that okay. um no matter how hot he is in that 
no torture scenes no at my wedding. No, no torture scenes at good, your wedding. Good. But um, yeah, I just like every time I watch him, especially when he's being like a dad, I, it seems so sincere. I'm always like, this guy loves his kids. Um, so he just seems like he'd be really supportive and thoughtful and caring father for you. Mm-hmm. And and I think he'd really bring it down with the speech. And on top of that, as we've learned at the end of another round, guy can absolutely shred the dance floor. Absolutely. So I'm thinking like Happy you went there. he's going to drink. And party at your wedding. And I'm yeah. down for that. We've so, seen him drink in another round. So. <laughs> exactly. And dance. Yeah. So Mads Mickelson is father of Cal at his at your wedding. Okay. Um so this is where I like I think I had the most trouble. I'm gonna talk about the best man here. I can't wait. Um, <laughs> and so I like had one come out of left field, and I like Put it away, saved it, back pocket, no worries. I thought about um, pretty mainstream hot young boy actor, and I thought, eh, nah. So I'm going actually uh, best person, Aquafina. All right, bring it. I mean, she's gonna be fucking hilarious. So. Yeah. So I think one thing we talked about. You texted me. You're like, I just like. Every time I'm doing this exercise, I can like envision this person doing like a, a hell of a speech. Yeah. And then we were like, oh, well, that's because they're like trained actors and that's like what they that is their job to do that. So. Yeah, they're professional orators yeah. for their work and they're the best at it because we know them. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but I think Aquafina, um, we've seen her in the farewell where she can be like pretty like heartfelt. Uh, and then we, in Crazy Rich Asians, where she is, like, playing Rachel Chu's, like, best friend. And she's, like, a whole lot of fun in that movie. Uh, She's fun in Ocean's 8. And so I just think that she would be able to, uh, like, take you and plan, like, like, she lives in New York, like, plan, like, an epic underground night of, like, seedy bars in new york city and like take you to all these different places and as well as like clean it up and then like give one hell of a speech and then just like tear the dance floor apart later on so you uh as your your best person you got aquafina i love it i love it i mean the farewell is so nice and also that one i feel like that's like shows her like family side Mm-hmm. Right, which is like it'd be. It's nice. Not, not that you like have to have that, but you like know she operates well in like a family environment. So um, that and Crazy Rich Asians, you know, she's like likable, personable. So like at the wedding, she's gonna be like wheeling and dealing and talking to people, and everyone will be like that. That she's so great, and like, oh, she's the best, like best person. That's so great. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel like she'd really play it well. So I appreciate that. Thanks. All right. I'm just going to scroll down. Who do I have next? I have your best man is going to be Andy Samberg. Okay. (laughs) I also thought about him and I went a different way. Okay. Well, I'm glad for the sake of us not having the same person. Um, I feel like I went through a bunch of different options, just like you just said. Yeah. Um, But none of them felt like that, like authentic, but Mm -hmm. I'm pretty committed to this. I... I can't, I mean, again, like, this is, I think, the person I was thinking of when I texted you, like, man, like, all these people would give such good speeches, like, and then it's like, duh, of course they would, but I think Andy Samberg would potentially be in the running for, like, greatest best man speech of all time, Uh, 
I mean, he's naturally hilarious, obviously. Yeah. But he's also like, he's a great friend. Like when in like through his like Lonely Island stuff, obviously Brooklyn Nine Nine, but through Hot Rod and Popstar, he's like, and Popstar's maybe not the best example, but he's like, <laughs> he's fucking funny. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. And then also he's just like, he's again personable you could see him getting along in like with anyone in any situation he has like great command for like the room but he he doesn't necessarily take over like he's just like funny like he feels like a good like sidekick which is what he has to be to you on your special day right also i mean i'm sure you throw a massive bachelor party i'm just like i'm thinking andy sandberg driven bachelor party is gonna be pretty cooking so um yeah i guess my only final note is in his, with his experience in Palm Springs, he, he potentially could be up. He could have attended upwards of a hundred thousand weddings, maybe, yes. m- maybe more. We don't know how long he's stuck in his time loop there. It's sad. So it's very sad, but I'm talking experience, mm-hmm. ultra experience. He knows exactly when to like push aside and let you shine. He knows exactly when to hop in and be like the guy. I think it's a perfect fit. Uh, and he just seems easy to be around too which is a nice trait for the person you have to like be around a lot um andy samberg's your best man okay yeah i know that palm springs is like one of your favorite movies from watched 20- it last night did you <laughs> yeah. wow didn't okay. log it because i thought you might okay see for today it's like maybe is that like your fifth time watching yeah, it fourth or fifth yeah. yeah wow goes down like a glass of water honestly it's... i watched it like in bed and i was like ah, i'll just turn it off partway through and then i blinked and it was over and i was like wow it's so much fun yeah yeah okay Sweet. I look forward to that. Sometimes I think me and Andy Samberg kind of look similar. Perfect. I don't know. Even better. Yeah. Okay. So now I'm going to go to the, I'm going to go to the maid of honor here. Okay. And so this is one I, I initially had Aquafina, and then I was like, eh, doesn't, doesn't feel right. Uh, I, I wrote down Shailen Woodley and I was like, I don't really like I like her, but I don't really know why I'm feeling this way. And then it clicked. I'm going with Beanie Feldstein. Oh, yo, I had her name circled in the honorable mentions. <laughs> so if you're not, wow, you're going to be a fun fucking wedding, by the way. <laughs> if you're not familiar with who Beanie Feldstein is, she is Saoirse Ronan's best friend in Lady Bird, as well as one of the two leads in Booksmart. Um, so, and she gives the final speech at the end of Booksmart, if you're trying to remember which one she is, she's Jonah Hill's uh, sister. So uh, I think that she would be in, like we've seen two movies where she plays the best friend. Perfect. And she gives that speech at the end of Booksmart. So I, culminating with a big kiss of our boy Jared. Um, maybe we don't want that at a wedding, but maybe on the dance floor later. I don't I'm know. Totally fine with that. Yeah, and so I just think that she has these two really important roles that are like movies that are important to us. I would say where she is like a very loyal friend, willing to like pay someone's bail. And then drive like hell to get them to wherever they need to be. Like a she's going to make <laughs> she's going to make sure that the wedding goes well. And I I I just have a lot of confidence that while she's like, I think part of being a uh, like you were the best man at Dre's wedding. Mm-hmm. I have been a groomsman before. 
it is, I would say, a like a, a heralded position, but also like it's a selfless position. You have to give yourself for someone else and their their day, their event. And so it's like, hey, like, can you go like do this with whatever? Like the caterers are coming like, yeah. There's like, there's no like, oh yeah, like, okay, fine. Like, no, it's just yes. And I think that she would be able to do that as well as delegate. I feel like she, Beanie Feldstein can like, especially from like watching Booksmart, she can really like, when like there's a role that needs to be done by several people, she can get it going. So I went with Beanie Feldstein. I love that. I do, I do have like concerns around Andy Samberg for that that one reason where I like I'm not totally convinced he'd like hold court and get people to complete a bunch of important tasks. Yeah. But okay. I do think that he would just be like really fun. But yes, Beanie Beanie kind of like would fit both those categories cuz right. she's like absolutely hilarious and fun loving, but mm-hmm. it does seem like she's got a bit more of a like let's get this done side. Right. Um especially as you see in Booksmart, but yeah. I actually had uh like circled like the both leads from Booksmart and and I was like trying to like pigeon them into your wedding and neither of them got in but I I feel like both of them like they got a role somewhere there I guess they're just like wedding goers at your wedding but okay well I always have time maybe Caitlin Deer can just like show up late and totally hang out so um okay love it Beanie Uh Feldstein all right going maid of honor for you for your uh the person you're marrying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I selected Rashida Jones. Okay. I This was right. by far my toughest category. It was the last one I filled. Um, it may not have been the last one I filled, but I, it was like, it was the one that I grinded the hardest to try to fill. Yeah. Um, I feel like I was being like extremely picky. I was like, because there's like a bunch of like fabulous, elegant women to fill this role that all like play like our movie stars. Mm-hmm. And I feel like each one of them, I like had an issue with like for whatever reason. But uh, so I was really proud when I like got here and committed to the Rashida Jones maid of honor. It feels like this is someone who's like just knows the ins and outs of weddings. I mean, if you look back, like uh, she did like Jesse and Celeste forever where she just got married super young. Uh, she's in on the rocks. Her marriage isn't going that well, but she got married for sure. So she knows weddings. Uh, I love you, man. Let's like a new marriage or like they're going to get married and she's got her like friend list all stacked up and needs Paul Rudd to go get some more friends. Right. And then in parks and rec in the office in the office, like obviously winds up getting married, has a kid. But, um, I guess for me, it just felt like Rashida Jones knows how to like operate in a wedding environment. Um, again, you never see it on screen necessarily, but you just like feel it. Um, and, and I think, like, one thing about Rashida Jones is she's she's a comic actress. Like, she's yeah. funny. And that's another, like, thing that I think we all, like, want and hope for from, like, a best man or maid of honor. Um, for someone who has, like, good timing and good, like, presence. And I feel like Rashida Jones, like, especially, I think, like, in The Office is when we first probably all, like, kind of, like, saw her in like the in our like pop culture yeah. and I feel like the Karen role and stuff like the whole like Karen Jim and then there's Pam and all that sort of stuff those were like my favorite scenes because it felt like Karen was like she was like funny had really good timing yeah. great chemistry with Jim and uh, with John Krasinski and and I just feel like yeah for her someone who has like uh 
Yeah. Someone who has like pretty good like command of her space and and uh, and then also it's just like elegant. I can just when I close my eyes, I just like picture her like in a dress at the head table, but I don't picture her as the, as the bride. So it's like it's like that's just like the way my mind was operating. Um, yeah, I would give her the full five. I might only give Andy Samberg three minutes, honestly, at your at yours. I just don't want anything to get out of control. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Rashida Jones for uh, for your uh, the maid of honor for the person you're marrying. I love it. She's super fun. Um, I think that's a great pick. Um, okay, I'm going to move on to my wedding planner. And this is the one where I was like, I could conceive of us picking the same person. But I don't know if it's going to be. I'm going Stanley Tucci. I love it. That's an incredible selection. Okay. okay. It's not the same as mine. Good. I'm so down. Yeah. So the guy has taste. The guy has class. And uh, from certain roles. So obviously Devil Wears Prada. Like the guy knows fashion. The guy is going to be able to set up like an amazing arrangement on the tables and everything's going to be looking good. The lights are going to be great. He's going to have great recommendations. And he's also going to be able to tell you no. Like he's going to tell you what a bad idea as well. Right. He's firm. For sure. Yeah. Uh, Which like also played into like I thought about him in the movie Margin Call. Oh, yeah. Where like he's meticulous to detail and he's going to be able to suss out problems like just as he does at the very beginning of that movie he's like we've got a huge issue here and he doesn't necessarily get to see it all the way through that the way he wanted to but like he like warns someone he's like you need to look into this this is like right i'm not, I'm not going to tell you what's wrong but there's a problem here. and they like take his word as like as like law yeah like, you can tell all his like colleagues look up to him respect mm-hmm. him and then i just thought like the guy's written a book about uh, food and travel. So in terms of uh, the actual like menu, he's going to know like what will go down well with a group and he'll have recommendations for like how we should like serve the meal and everything like that. So yeah, I felt really good when I came across Stanley Tucci. I also had Stanley Tucci in the father role a little bit. And I then, think you made the right choice. Yeah. And then, like, I, I I was like, no, stick with Sandler. Wedding planner, Stanley Tucci. I feel great about it. Yeah, that's really good. I can see that happening. I can see... I am I think I'm picturing his Devil Wars product character for the most part, but with the experience of all of his other characters, like, operating this job. Mm-hmm. Seems like he'd be just elite at lining stuff up. Well done. Thank you. All right, your wedding planner, completely different vibe. Okay. Uh, but also sharing some of the same traits. You're going to have Reese Witherspoon as your wedding wedding planner. Okay. Um, this is basically exclusively based off of her fine work in Legally Blonde and in Election. So Great. this is someone who's like... Pick Fleck. Extremely, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is someone who's extremely, like, uh, also diligent and does, like, phenomenal research. But this is also someone that has a proven track record of knowing how to throw a party. Mm-hmm. All right? Elle Woods is... She's a party machine. She knows what to do. I would trust Reese Witherspoon, like, with my life to be able to, like, call venues, call caterers, sort out, like, the best deals, the best thing, and have a sense of, like, what people actually like to do. In both those, like, roles, I'm not going to say that in in election she's, like, overtly likable, but she definitely in in Lee Launch she is. Yeah. 
But at least in an election, she knows how to like go to bat, not only for herself, but for the people that are around her. And I think like she, uh, yeah, more, th- yeah, more than anything, I can just, just see like her organizational skills at work. When I close my eyes, I can picture a Reese Witherspoon led wedding. I think it's going to be a little bit more fun, a little bit more like, uh, flowery. And that's just because of mostly her work in, uh, legally blonde. Um, yeah, but she's someone also who knows kind of when to pull away. Cause that's one of the big things about a wedding planner is like, once the party's like on and going, you're just like a background, making sure things are up to date, making sure things are happening on like kind of like a right schedule, making sure things are, you know, and like just sort of following through on all the tasks, right? It's the lead up is when they really shine. And then on the day of, they just sort of like retract and are just hitting the things that are necessary. And I think mm-hmm. Reese Witherspoon would, uh, would nail it and be effortlessly fun to be around. Like, that's just like, if you can add a wedding planner, who's going to be at your wedding, by the way, for sure. Like if they're just fun and nice and people want to spend time with them, that's just an extra bonus. If you've got like a total pill wedding planner, they could be fabulous at all the other stuff, but then you're like, this person still has to be at my fucking wedding. Right. So that's not happening at your wedding. Okay. You get Reese Witherspoon, a dream. Okay. <laughs> you definitely like, like now I'm comparing the two. Of Stanley Sushi and like I'm a, I'm thinking of him from Devil Wears Prada and like oh, he could be like a little tough on people, which can be necessary. Totally necessary. But uh, yeah, I hope that I hope that he'll be fun. I think, but it's your wedding, so. But that's the thing. I, I think once Stanley Tucci gets into the wedding environment, he'll probably soften up a little bit. Well, I think he knows he's he knows the role, yeah. so I think he's going to be able to work a crowd when he needs to. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Um, so now we get to our wild cards. Let's do it. And so I was I was like trying to think of how I can get this guy at your wedding. And so I'm going Stephen Young. Amazing. And I've his role is going to be uh, Aquafina's date. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I just think that they're going to be an incredible couple. I uh, like he we've seen him in certain films such as Minari where he's a dedicated husband uh, he was also like got his like uh, acting chops got his beak wet in The Walking Dead as Glenn where he was like a very dedicated partner um, but I just think that sometimes you need somebody who just looks like immaculate in a suit and he can definitely fill that role. Gorgeous man. And I was like flirting around with like, do I actually want this to be like, uh, like we're going to like initially when we were thinking about this, I was like, I don't know. Like, am I like trying to come up with a scenario for the wedding? And I was like, maybe I can like envision a scenario where like Kevin, like might have second thoughts on the wedding. And he's like, maybe he has like, a thing for Steven Young. I don't know. Don't but, we all? Yeah. And like that was getting like two. I was going down this like whole rabbit hole and I like didn't want to go that way with the whole podcast. I'm like, we're not writing a movie. We're just casting a movie. So I'm, I'm, I'm settled on it's Aquafina's partner. I can see it now. It's great. Yeah. My only concern is that he'll look too good. And this is my day. Yeah. Well, the, the other <laughs> thing that about him is like uh, you can think about him in like burning and he's like a bit of a show stealer. And like, you can't necessarily trust him. Maybe that's what I kind of want. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, you want some action at this wedding? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Fair so. enough. I mean, happy to have him. Uh, you know, any friend of Aquafina is a friend of mine. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. <laughs> okay, nice. Um, okay, I got a uh, MC coming at you. Okay. Okay. And let me just see if you can get it based on my impression. Wow, it's so great for everyone to show up today. Uh, We're talking Owen Wilson. Oh, of course. <laughs> wow. Wow, what a crowd. Um, again, I think this one, like, I, I mean, first of all, based on his work in the Wes Andersons, we know that he operates in an ensemble well. And I think a wedding and a wedding movie and a wedding cast is a mm-hmm. huge group of, like, people. And they all have their own, like, roles and stuff. Um, and, and the bride and groom are, like, the main stars of the show. I just feel like he plays the, like, in an ensemble really well. So I wanted to slot him in. And an MC feels like a natural fit. This is someone that you could probably give, like, a like so, sometimes there's MCs that are just like, hey, I'm MCing tonight. And, okay, so the first speech is X. But this is this is not that type of MC. This is an MC that can shoulder a little more load. Sure. And someone that can, like, cook up some stories here and there. Someone who can, like, have fun with it. And then especially, I'm just picturing, like, the father of the, uh, of the bride goes back to the seats and he comes back up and whoop a little story about that story you right. know like i could see him throwing a little coat wow mr jackson had a little bit too much well, like it, it would be mr sandler mr sandler yeah or it's, i guess in no no max no. mickelson yes right <laughs> yes uh look like matt's had a little bit too much to drink in another round anyone um i'm just picturing owen wilson pretty dynamite at being up there he's charismatic guy he's charismatic he's effortless and like the MC, I feel like, also needs to, like, float around to all the tables and check in. And, and I'm just, like, it seems perfect. It seems like he'd be able to do that. Um, yeah. Also, by the way, when I was going through this, I was like, I was like, oh, well, like, what if I seen Owen Wilson? And I can definitely picture him from a few, like, roles. Like, Wedding Crashers, for example. He's also comfortable in the wedding environment, like we've talked about. Um, he navigates those weddings extremely with a deft hand. He's very lovable. Um, until he's not, of course. Uh but yeah, I realized I had seen like 25 Owen Wilson movies. It was shocking. I was like, I'm not going to list them all off, but but I like got to his page. And I was like, oh, which ones have you seen? Seen it, seen it, seen it, seen it, seen it, seen it. I was like, oh my God. Um, I guess it just speaks to him the way he fits into a movie really well. Like not like hardly any of those is he's the star. The guy. Like yeah. the star. But he's always support. And he's always fun. And well, I mean, it helps that he's in, like he's a Wes Anderson guy. So he's just like in a bunch of those. Sure. Yeah, um, yeah, that's uh, that's your spot. I think he'd be dynamite at improv and and just being good up there. He'd manage the crowd well. Owen Wilson is gonna be uh, is gonna be at your wedding managing the group. Great, I look forward to my MC. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is my last one, and this is my last well, my last pick. Wild card. I may have... This is where I went off the beaten path. That's fine. Might have cheated a little bit here. Not worried about it. I'm going for the ring bearer slash animal. Paddington. (laughs) I mean, I don't think you're cheating. Okay, explain yourself. (laughs) So, I mean... You've seen the Paddington movies? Oh, okay, you haven't. All right, okay. So, he's like... This little bear who like travels. I guess I know the Paddington bear stories. Haven't seen the movies. Sure. So he, but he, what, like his thing is he really like brings this family together after like 
well, the father not wanting him there, but they like uh, they like welcome him in eventually, and he becomes like one of the family, and everyone loves him, and uh, I could just see this little cheerful guy waddling down <laughs> the aisle, holding the rings one hand, marmalade sandwich in the other hand, of and just everyone just like absolutely loving him in like a suit and his little red hat and it just would be so perfect and my goodness you have to see the Paddington movies because they're, they're just like beloved yeah and uh, Paddington 2 even better than Paddington 1 I would say rare but I love that yeah and I just think that it is a role that like you'll like it's often like a little like a small child or something well, let's go with a, a small bear and we're going to get some like, aww, with the little bear suit and everyone loves him. He gets up into the hijinks as well. So like, yeah, he might like flood a bathroom. I'm I like, uh, you know, but I think Stanley Tucci, well, shoot, that's your wedding. So it would be Reese Witherspoon. I think she can hold it. No, I'm getting confused here. No, you're right. Yeah. Stanley Tucci. Yeah. So Stanley Tucci, he can like fix whatever problem. Paddington yeah, gets in Paddington in line. Yeah. And I think that like post handing off of the rings, like he's going to be a hit all night. And uh, he's seriously beloved. So little bear coming down the aisle. I mean, yeah, I mean, get me that Teddy. I'm sure. <laughs> was it just between that and Ted for you? It was like, hmm, what would make the best? Best ring bearer. Like, I'm going to show you, like, Kev, like, I, I had him potentially as no, a best stop man. Stop it. <laughs> Just, he's that beloved. Yeah. Um, I also think for the ring bearer slash, like, like, pet, like, role, they don't, after they, like, pass the ring off, mm-hmm. they, they're pretty minor at the wedding. So, like, sure. if, if, if Paddington's, like, getting up to some trouble, that's, like, not a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's a good dude, though. Yeah, he's a bear. Yeah. What do you expect, right? <laughs> just as long as and he's always got a sandwich in his hat just for safekeeping. Yum. So, like, I think it'll go over really well. Okay. I could I, I could not have be, been farther away from the cute, cuddly little bear walking the ring for your next, uh, for your final wild card. Okay. This is opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, who you got for me? So... Uh, obviously, again, we, we've talked, we, we've like talked about this. We're not inventing any sort of like big scenarios. We're not editorializing too hard. But this wedding is full of Hollywood celebrities. This is a huge wedding, presumably. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, presu- I'm assuming that's not the only people that are here. This is, I'm, I'm thinking probably 150, 200 person wedding. Not only are there huge celebrities playing major roles in the wedding, I'm assuming there's some other celebs out there in the crowd. But he's going to need security, Callan. <laughs> and so I have for you Tom Hardy playing security role, a security okay. guard. <laughs> slash bouncer. Okay. Um, not only is this someone who we know, A, looks good in a suit from Inception, among other roles. Yeah. This is someone who has to, like, look, like, tough, which he does <laughs> extremely, right? Kind of no nonsense. Um and like well put together, right? This is someone who's like doing like a highbrow celebrity wedding right now. Sure, they're marrying you. You're not a celebrity, but no offense. But you're marrying into a, a pretty heavy celebrity family and you've got celebrity friends as well on your side. So um, 
we've got Tom Hardy at the door and okay. he's managing a team of security, but he's like the head guy. Uh, he's hard as hell. Like that's one of the things that's going to play the major role here. Obviously we've seen him in warrior. He's Bane, Mad Max inception. This is someone who is extremely tough. And mm-hmm. so he's not taking anything. So when wedding crashers show up at your door, trying to come in or anyone tries to sneak in or whatever, that person's going to be taken care of. My only initial concern here is that we don't want any dead bodies at your <laughs> wedding. So I do think he needs to have a nice stern talking to. So uh, I guess Reese will talk to him, you know, and be like, don't fucking kill anyone. You know, because he has a history of doing that. Sure. <laughs> um, but I think as long as you can keep that in check, um, this is someone who's smart, tough, no nonsense and can keep your wedding completely safe. It's very topical that you bring up Tom Hardy because I was scrolling through my Instagram today and I saw that he actually entered into like an MMA competition. And I'm not sure if it was like a Brazilian jiu-jitsu competition or if he was actually in Brazil doing MMA and he won. That's not that surprising. Like, I I mean, watching Warrior, I don't know. I'm sure it's all I'm sure they took lessons of like how to do the stuff for Warrior for sure. And I'm just I can just imagine him going like next level and like really learning it all. So that's not that surprising to me. Warrior's sick, by the way. I found myself looking up. This is a tangent, but I watched like (laughs) a bunch of the scenes, like all his fight scenes. I basically watched them all on YouTube. Yeah. Just because he's a fucking psycho. Yeah. And it's so like like the scene at the beginning was like, I'll fight your guy. I'll fight mm-hmm. him. That scene, that really gets me going. I gotta watch that movie. That movie's really good. Like you're making me feel good here because that was one of my Netflix recommendations. So if you know, reminder, people are wanting to watch a good movie, go check out Warrior. Yeah, especially if you like sports movies. Like if you don't like sports movies, it's not actually gonna be that good of a hang for you. But I, I would say. I mean, you get like the conflict between like father and stuff, but I mean, it, it's, it's it's a sports, it's a class A sports movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, do you yeah. want to go through a few honorable mentions, uh, if that's possible before, or should we recap sure. our weddings first? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's go. Let's go recap. Okay. Okay. Let's, let me recap. Uh, I'll recap yours. Okay. Mother, Viola Davis. Father, Matt Mickelson. That's mother of the bride, right? Yeah. Or mother, of the person I'm marrying. Of the person you're marrying. Viola Davis. Your father, Mass Mickelson, your best man, Andy Sandberg, your partner's maid of honor, Rashida Jones, the wedding planner, Reese Witherspoon, MC Owen Wilson, and security guard slash bouncer, Tom Hardy. There we go. Okay. I, I like, we'll be safe. We're going to have a lot of fun. I'm are like kind of you got intimidating down there for Viola Davis. I'm, yeah, I feel that. I feel like I need to like, you're going to be a good husband or else <laughs> clearly. Yeah. Um, okay. So at your wedding, uh, I had Adam Sandler as the father of the person you're marrying. Uh, Tony Collette as the mother. I had Aquafina as the best, best person. Um, maid of honor, Beanie Feldstein planner, Stanley Tucci, uh, Stephen Young, as Aquafina's partner. <laughs> and uh, my other wild card was Paddington the bear for the animal slash ring bearer. Man, these are some electric weddings. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to go to these. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm excited to go to my own wedding here. <laughs> uh, 
and have Big Daddy. <laughs> okay, so I had I want to go through some honorable mentions. Some okay, so first I want to go through uh, my honorable mentions for other potential wild cards. I had written down photographer Jake Gyllenhaal. We had talked about that. Definitely way too intense. Caterer John Favreau. Okay. Which I thought yeah, would be like a chef. But that almost felt like a little too on the nose because he just like plays a caterer, a chef. Sure. And uh, but I thought that would still be pretty sick. Um, I had Richard Jenkins as an uncle, but I just like didn't. But I thought that could be a good fit. But I was trying to workshop the idea, and I just couldn't quite get there. Sure. Um, Anthony Hopkins as one of the grand like grandparents there. I thought would be like a really good fit. Um, but it just felt a little too close to home after the movie The Father came out, and I was like, ugh, I don't yeah, know, I'm so sad. So, and then I had the Dan Band for musical guest. I don't actually know what that is. Oh, he's like from like the comedies, like he's in like The Hangover, and I think he's in, um, oh fuck, I can't remember now. But he's in a, he's in a handful of like, um, of that like comedy from like the twenty two thousands into early twenty tens, sure. and he's like a lewd like band he like okay. sings and swears and stuff you recognize him for sure right okay yeah um some of my honorable mentions uh like i said i like contemplated stanley tucci for father but and i also thought of gary oldman oh yeah nice yeah um the only mother i had was tony collette i love that um, easy i thought of uh for best man i thought of tom holland oh yeah because what I was thinking of, I was trying to think of like who in movies, like where, what are a couple movies where people are like really good friends? And so you haven't like seen the, the new Spider-Man trilogy, no. but uh, there's a, like a beautiful friendship between him and his best friend. And I actually thought about like maybe that character as well. But then I was like, I mean, it's not really fun when like Kevin like hasn't seen these. And I'm like uh, Tom Holland, like he'd look great in a suit. He could give a charming speech and, but I didn't like, I wanted something like a little bit more, a little bit more pizzazz. So you got Aquafina. I love that. (laughs) I love that pivot. Um, Okay. For for yours. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to get Kristen Stewart in this wedding at some point and I just couldn't make it. I was like, I was doing everything. I was like shuffling people to different roles and I was like brainstorming wildcard and I just like couldn't make it happen. Like she doesn't really seem like a ton of fun. Despite I really like her and I like like a lot of movies she's made. Mm -hmm. I'm not totally convinced she'd be like a riot. Sure. So which is like and, and so that's like an immediate like knocking against. Anyway, if there was like a good role. I was she was like next on the list her Rachel McAdams Rachel McAdams just wanted to get her in here she's Canadian I think she'd be a great fit at any wedding again I was just like I was like maid of honor definitely could be Rashida Jones felt way more authentic to that part so right um anyway I felt bad because they're two of my favorite actresses and I just want to get them in but I couldn't get them in yeah I think with the the case to point of it like sometimes like I guess like with media Sometimes she just seems like uh, I get like a, a vibe of like I'm too good to be here or like maybe like not not too good. But like I'm doing this because I like I'm obligated to like promote right. my movie. But this isn't the type of attention that I'm like necessarily comfortable around. And so some maybe she feels like a little less fun. Totally. And like, again, I'm I'm a Kristen Stewart like truther to the death uh, and I'm sure I if I like hung out with her I'd be like this is sick so I'm not even like really criticizing in that I just 
just didn't feel right for any of the right spots in the wedding. Right. Okay. I, uh, she's not coming. Yeah. Fair enough. Any last thoughts about our weddings or our wedding exercise? I think that was really fun. I, I, I'm happy that there was no crossover, A. And B, I feel like every time you, like, named one, I'm like, that is a pretty good slot. So I feel like we, like, we're on, we were on it. it. It was, like, fun to... It was a fun creative exercise. And, um... Yeah, I'm looking forward to more original content. Coming someone, out. someone, cat, someone, make this movie. These movies. <laughs> um, so we're gonna talk about homework for a second here, and just uh, we're gonna change the show up a little bit, where we're gonna start actually recording our homework chats and uh, place it at the end of the episodes now. Um, so you can look for that in the future. We had no homework for this episode because school was out for summer, obviously. So, uh, but we're going to give each other homework. We probably aren't going to get to it because we're uh, for the next episode because we're going to like have a pretty quick turnaround with our VIF special. Hell yeah! But uh, Kevin, what are you giving me? Okay, I'm going to give you. I've I've watched like a few more animated movies and 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 some anime mm-hmm. all wrapped up in that um, over the last little bit uh, and. I just like want to talk about it. I think it's like a cool genre, especially anime as a genre. I, I know the Miyazaki movies fairly well, but aside from that, I'm like not like that, like don't know that much anime. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm giving you a movie called A Silent Voice. It's a 2016 movie uh, directed by Naoko Yamada. And it's a movie I watched. I got COVID this summer again, round two for old Kev. And I was just sick and I was in Nashville and I just watched this. And it was like, maybe it was, maybe it was the coronavirus, but it was like, I was like practically crying. Hmm. So, wow. and, it's, and that's pretty rare, but it's like very emotional. Okay. Um, it's not that like super sad or anything, so don't worry, but it's just like emotional. And okay. uh, I like to feel um, yeah, I know you do. And that's kind of what I thought. And uh, so, yeah, A Silent Voice. It's it's really good. I'm going to try to rewatch before we have to talk about it as well, because I, I want to be plugged into it. Sure. Um, so for you, Kevin, I'm going to give you a 2022 movie. Yes. That I've been, like, telling you to see. And you've just been like, yeah, like, I, like I'll probably watch it. And then you just kind of don't. And, like, you're probably apprehensive about it. But spooky season's coming up. All right. I'm in. So you're going to watch Ty West's. X. All right. I can do that. Yeah. And like I give you like a scary movie knowing that I think you'll be okay. I'll be able to handle it. You're not giving me like hereditary, for example. Exactly. We're not dealing with ghosts. So it's a little bit more like stomachable, I think. And to be fair, I'm at my all time can handle horror like and it's only going up. So theoretically... In two or three years when we're doing this, we can do horror we can do horror episodes. Wow. I'll be right in it. I'm okay. just saying, not that I want to do that, but you know, day in, day out. We're watching Eggers movies, we're watching Jordan Peele movies. That's as true. long as these great filmmakers keep making some horror, I'm kinda of gonna wind up kinda of just getting into it. Well, so. Ty West just came out with Pearl this week, which is uh, a bit of a prequel to X. Alright. So and so you're gonna have to watch both then. Yeah. like <laughs> I would encourage you to watch X ASAP. It, I think it's really good. Okay, I'm on it. Great. Um, to all of our listeners, thanks. Thanks for the patience over the summer. And uh, we're stoked to be back. And like Cal said, we did a big brainstorming episode. We've got tons of episodes coming for you over the course of the next few months. So, yeah, thanks everyone. Bye.